0: So why don't we all start by just doing a shared body scan. Great. There's just a few people who are having some tech issues and signing in. Uh, there we go all right so I've got 15 pages of questions that have been submitted and they do cover a fairly large variety of, of, of topics and things like that but if anybody has burning questions use the chat box that's what the chat box is for but before we do that I want to ask invite you all to do a body scan and feel into your body just notice where you are in your body. Notice what it feels like to be in your body. Notice, notice how you are today. Knowing that every day is different, every day we're changing. And in fact, that is one of the keys to neuroplasticity, is being open, being fresh. If you ever find yourself in that space of you know, it's the same every day, you know, my symptoms never change, it's constant, that would be a sign that your mindfulness practice has completely fallen out the window because when we're truly mindful, we notice that every single moment is a miracle and every single moment is different. Nothing is on repeat and nothing is the same. So if, if there's the perception everything's the same, it's a sign that we're actually locked in rigid thinking and we've gone into a closed-minded space quite normal, we all do it, but it's just really good to pick yourself up when that's you because it's unhelpful. So learning to find the miracle in each moment is a really important part of healing. So I want you to pop into the chat box. When you do a body scan head to toe, what are you noticing you're feeling in your body today? And don't type anything in until you really connect with what you're feeling. Everybody will be feeling different things. Scan head to toe, front to back, left to right, shoulder to shoulder. If you're not sure how to do a body scan, literally feel your skin. Like feel your buttocks on your chair, feel your feet on the floor, feel your clothing. So it's a, it's a really simple practice and it's something that everybody can do. It doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what language you speak. And if we can't feel the skin, we could feel our muscles, we can feel our bones. You can certainly feel your emotions. You can feel your presence in any way. But really start with the skin. The body doesn't lie. Notice your breathing. Notice the natural rhythm of your breath. Notice that there's people from all over the world right now supporting you, sharing this journey with you. and notice that you're not alone. As you do your little body scan today and you drop in, just notice if it's difficult to stay focused. Notice if it's your mind's wandering and this and that. That's really normal, it's all part of being human. And creating space for that is really important. So we've got people still, still introducing themselves, we've got Corinne from the Netherlands, Julie from USA, Tess from the UK, Isabel from the UK, Laura from South Australia, great, so Tom from Canada, Jeff from New Zealand. I'd love you to let me know when you close your eyes and scan your body, what are you feeling in your body today? Particularly, I want to know, can anybody find access to safety and steadiness right now? Because that's when you're going to learn the most. And I would love everybody on this call to be in a learning space. So if we're sitting in anxiety and self-criticism and why am I this and why am I that in this space of feeling abnormal, that's a really difficult place for anybody to learn. So I want to encourage you to find access to sensations of safety and steadiness and see if you can find that, right? Mary said, I feel a bit nauseous and I have a hot neck. I feel tired and my eyes are tired. So Mary, I want you to go, am I feeling any safety? Is there any warmth in my body? Is there any comfort? Is there any support, right? There is a variety of feelings in all of us. The question is, where are we focused? nothing wrong with feeling tired. In fact, when I'm tired, sometimes I feel the most relaxed and the most open and it's a very rich place to be. So there's no, no, nothing wrong with fatigue. Now, somebody else said, I feel steady. That's Terry. Oh gosh, I can't say your name. Aurora says, I feel safety and calm. Beautiful. Welcome to the call. I wish I could speak French by the way. Matt said, I feel calm and safe. Mary said, I feel solid with my butt on the chair. Beautiful, get real practical, be physical. Um, someone without a name says, I feel hopeful. Izzy says, my body feels relaxed and tired. Yep, I get that. Paretta says, hopeful. Jean Pierre says, I feel energetic today. Can't stop thinking because I want to accomplish lots when feeling good. You don't need to stop your thoughts and really you can't stop your thoughts. The way the brain fires and wires is quite automatic. We can't micromanage it. But what we can do is we can choose which thoughts we focus on and which thoughts we just ignore or let go is no big deal. So don't even try and stop your thoughts. It's a waste of energy and a waste of time. Jeff says, I'm feeling anxious. No worries, Jeff. Welcome. I want you to drop into your feet, wiggle your toes, press your feet into the floor and get into that element of grounded safety. When you're anxious, your body's like freaking out that something's wrong. Like, Jeff? Teach your body through touch, not through words. Teach your body that you're safe right now. Like really get into that space that, okay, there's no fire, there's no earthquake, there's no flood, there's no tsunami, there's no dangerous animal. Teach your brain that it's a false alarm. The Unless it's a real threat and you are in a life-threatening situation right now, then you need to get off this call and address that, Jeff. So check with your body, wiggle your toes, feel your feet, get get your feet to teach you. Am I safe right now or is it a false alarm? Because generally our fears are things of I'm not good enough. What if I'm not as good as others? What if there's no belonging? What if I'll be shamed, etc. So they're kind of false alarms. There's no judgment here and you're very welcome. Corinne says, tired, sore neck, relaxed, feel my feet very well. Loz says, I feel supported, warm, nervous and happy. Melanie says, I feel good and calm. I went cross-country skiing this morning. Oh my goodness, so jealous. That sounds amazing. Tom says, I'm feeling motivated. Eleanor says, I feel the support of the chair supporting me. Beautiful. And there's someone else underneath that I can't can't see the comment yet. So thank you for everyone who's piped in and offered a suggestion. I'm feeling a little bit excited to be here too, to connect with everyone. And part of me is always a little bit nervous just to see how technology will go, but Zoom never lets me down. Touch wood. Now, we've had Linda say, I feel tired and a bit amped up. Julie says, I'm a bit nervous and happy to be a part of this. Beautiful. So everyone's very welcome. Now that more of you have arrived, I'm Joey Remini from Seeking Balance. Most of you probably know who I am through one way or another. Today, my focus is to inspire you to learn more about neuroplasticity, specifically for chronic symptoms of vertigo or tinnitus. There are so many different ways to describe what you're feeling they're invisible symptoms and they're personal it's completely it's completely unhelpful and toxic to compare yourself to others whatever other people feel really doesn't make a difference for you what you feel is real and it's important that you honor what you feel the way you describe it is personal so it's important that you don't get hung up on comparing yourself to others or even chasing that finite diagnosis. Many people on this call will ne- simply never know what their diagnosis is. And that can be the case, but that doesn't mean you can't heal. What's more important is medical clearance. So is it, basically, probably everybody on this call has medical clearance and has seen a doctor. So throw me a through... Throw me forwards a few of you who've had medical clearance. Just give me a yes on the chat box. It's probably the vast majority of you. Those of you who've never seen a doctor and never had medical clearance, that is your first step, okay? The reason for that is if you are lucky enough to have a linear problem, right, and a linear problem is something like I have a splinter in my toe, therefore I need to remove it, right? And in the ears, it could be something. Worst-case scenario, it's like, okay, they do an MRI or a CT, they find something like an acoustic neuroma, a vestibular schwannoma, a superior canal dehiscence, or, you know, something that's going on anatomically. And the doctors can give you a very clear, simple solution, okay? So it's linear. That is very rare for chronic vertigo and tinnitus. So more likely you're going to get medical clearance and they will say, we're not sure why this is happening, we're not sure how long it's going to last, we're not sure how to heal it. So a lot of you are going to be feeling that you understand that wild goose chase and you've seen all sorts of alternative therapists as well as medical specialists. You've probably spent a lot of money and people have been saying things like, don't worry about it, go and live with it, yeah? So that, there's a large number of yeses coming through the chat box. Great. So how I was actually just texting to say, my head feels a little wavy, although no, although no vertigo. So how technically feeling wavy feelings in your head is a form of vertigo. So vertigo is a very vague word, which just means any type of movement sensation that you're feeling when you know you're not moving. So it could be like a boat, could be like a sway, could be like a push, could be like a pull, could be like an astronaut feeling. So there's all sorts of different ways of experiencing vertigo. and no two people have the same description of their symptoms. It's a very lonely condition in that regard. The good news is, is, the doctors can't fix you. They can't go in and change your neurons. Only you can do that. The reason that's good is because it gives you your power back. The Rocksteady process teaches you how to get your power back, how to take your power back, and how to choose where your neurons are firing and why. Now, if we don't know how to do neuroplasticity, we're basically victim to whatever life throws at us. So it means that we have no idea how to reduce our stress. We have no idea how to calm down, fight, flight, freeze, sensations. Um, it means that we, we feel like joy is random because it just some days we're happy, some days we're not. It's almost like saying we're victim to the weather. When Once we work with the weather and if we know that a storm's coming or rain's coming, we can actually prepare ourselves and get an umbrella, a rain jacket. We can dress warmly enough right we can work with the weather and actually be in awe of the beauty of the weather patterns neuroplasticity is a little bit the same we're learning how to be in awe and and to see the beauty in what we're feeling so instead of telling ourselves that it's a judgment that it shouldn't be this way and I'm abnormal and I don't like this and I don't want that instead of being in judgment and in a critique we actually step back and say wow what I'm feeling is is miraculous it's amazing it's beautiful it's it's my body communicating to me. So we're actually rephrasing and reframing how we respond to our body. And most importantly, how we get the wisdom out of what our body is telling us. So I will dive into the questions that have been submitted on email. Um, but I do want to say a large part of neuroplasticity is self-study and self-learning, right? So only you can learn how to listen to your body I can't tell you what you're feeling and I can't tell you how to heal because I'm not you. The process you have to go through is one of learning, okay, what is my body telling me? What does my body need? What does my mind need? What is my soul telling me? What is my heart communicating to me? So through your body, mind, heart, soul, there needs to be teamwork and alignment to your truth. So many people on this planet are literally doing things that other people tell them to do. They are not connected to their joy. They are not connected to their passion, and their body is basically screaming for alignment, and their body is calling them back into their truth. So, I did a post recently on joy. When we are in our joy and literally doing things for fun, our brain activates a a new stage, a new cycle. It means we're relaxed, we're in our playfulness, we're in our joy. Our left and right sides of our brain are open and learning and curious. And that is when we're in our most powerful to heal. Now, when we're in fight, flight, freeze, it means we're living life in a way that doesn't feel right. We're doing things we think we should do. We're putting everybody else first. We're picking up the kids. We're doing things for our partners. We're doing exercises or taking medications that professionals tell us to take, even though we don't really feel that it's right for us. So we're very much driven by the external. Now when we're in that fear space, we tend to base our good days on whether symptoms are absent or present. When when we're healing, having a good day has nothing to do with symptoms. Having a good day is like, oh, I got to hang out with my friends or I got to do those things that make me happy. I was writing poetry. I was out at the beach. I was listening to my favorite music. I was offering myself kindness and compassion. So a good day kind of comes back to doing what brings us joy, love and filters and feeds kindness instead of having this perception that life is all about getting rid of things we don't like right avoiding discomfort avoiding pain having a fear-based life is not the answer now most people with vertigo and tinnitus are literally trying to run away from themselves they don't like what they're feeling or hearing in their body so they're trying to run away from that so Basically, what I want you to do is to allow your body to give you the signals it's giving. Treat your sensations and your symptoms as little packages of wisdom, like little text messages from your soul telling you to wake up and come home. Only you can hear the message. But it's very similar to feeling hungry and your body is telling you to go find a meal, get something to eat, or feeling this sensation that you've got to do a poo and your body is telling you, go find a toilet, we need to evacuate. Now, you can't ignore these. Sensations and these feelings because at some point we have to eat and at some point we have to go to the toilet. So these are really obvious examples of how the body talks to us. None of that's abnormal, none of it's strange. We work with it. Vertigo and tinnitus are quite similar. The body will be giving you an, a message about something physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Your job is to go through the rock steady process and learn how to decode that message so that the body doesn't need to fire it anymore. Typically, once people hear what their body's telling them and they start to move in a new flow, which will probably mean quite a few lifestyle changes and, and, and adjustments to the way you live your life and the way you treat yourself. Once we make those changes and we start to step back into our alignment, we experience more joy, more flow, more relaxation and more play in our daily life. That's when the chronic symptoms, cycles and loops tend to disappear altogether some people that's a quick process weeks and months other people it's years there's a huge amount of resistance they don't like listening to their body some people don't believe they can listen to their body and they are really setting themselves up for failure if you can't listen to your body who can like you are the only person on this planet who can listen to your body so it's you or no one now that's just typed in Uh, does the same apply to anxiety? Is it, is it trying to tell us something? Yeah. So your anxiety is just, it's, it's a reptilian part of your brain. So this is the same part of the brain that rabbits and lizards have. The animal part of our brain is just saying, I don't feel safe right now. So it's suspecting danger, but the brain doesn't know what sort of danger it is. It doesn't know if it's a real danger, like a lion chasing us, or if it's just we're feeling a bit socially awkward and we're like, oh, I feel like I don't belong here. I feel like I'm not good enough. When I go out to that cocktail party, I feel like I don't fit in. So your brain doesn't know if it's an invisible, non-real false threat or whether it's an actual threat like a bushfire, tsunami, um, lightning, you know, all of those things. So our job is to educate the brain from our knowledge, from our experience, from our wisdom. Is the threat real or am I safe? Finding safety and educating the body about safety is a massively important skill. And if you think about Olympians, they have to do this before a race because if they're in fight, flight, freeze and anxiety, they're going to have a terrible athletic performance. So they actually need to learn how to do a lot of inner talk, self-reassurance and how to keep themselves in that zone of success so they can actually perform their sport, whatever that is. So if they get freaked out and psyched out by competitors and by the stress, They will perform more poorly. And we can talk about that. Patricia said, if I feel movement in my legs, is it still vertigo? Yes. If you feel movement anywhere in your body, in your mind, in your eyes, in your head, wherever, any perception of movement that doesn't fit reality is vertigo. Vertigo is a sense of conflict between what you're seeing, hearing, feeling, and how you expect it to be. There's a mismatch. So what I might do is dive into the questions that have been submitted via email. If you have a question right now, you can pop it into the chat box. We do have 15 pages of questions, so we'll see how we go in getting through them all. Laurie's first question was about how do I get my husband to understand what I'm feeling? Um, She said, I have no definite diagnosis. I'm still waiting on neuro referrals, And one thing I know is after my last vertigo attack, I woke up three days later with tinnitus I'm learning to deal with it, but I have a constant fear of getting another attack. So if we're living in this constant fear, it's going to set us up for failure. We have to get beyond the fear. She goes on to say, I have become a shell of the person I used to be. I am learning to accept my new self, but my husband doesn't understand and just thinks I can force myself to do all the things I used to do, like quadding music concerts, large crowds, and just being a jovial, fun-loving wife. How do I get him to understand that I physically can't do things, it hurts my ear and I feel dizzy or not quite right? It doesn't work anymore to just push through because I look fine doesn't mean I'm fine. My response to this, Laurie, is you cannot ever get anyone to understand what you're feeling and it's exhausting trying to make them understand. The person who needs to understand you and who needs to treat you with gentleness and kindness and acceptance is you. You do not need to accept yourself as being the shell of the person who you used to be. You are whole, you are full, and you are capable of everything you need to do in this present moment. Your job is to pause and really feel into your reality and offer compassion to that. Meet yourself where you are in the present moment. Never expect other people to understand you. That's your job. Self-understanding, inner understanding. People on this call might kind of understand you, but the reality is, is they won't deeply understand what you're feeling, and they can't. So be true to yourself, act with integrity, and do what feels right in each moment for you. And notice how once you stop trying to get other people to understand you, you actually save energy because that's a leak. That's leaking from the system. Also, the Masterclass, which is available in the free resources, it's worth watching together with your family members and also maybe going through some of the Triple PD or tinnitus information and videos on my website can be really helpful to get family members to go through those resources with you Not so they can fully understand you, which is really impossible, but so they can get closer to understanding. Linda said, is brain shaking from tinnitus actually vertigo? Yeah, it's like a form of vertigo. Your brain's probably not shaking, but think of it more as a pinball machine. There are neurons firing by the million every second. Some people, like myself, are sensitive enough to actually feel their neural firing. So sometimes I feel like there is a party in my brain. It's all normal. It's my neurons sending messages. And at the end of the day, I don't want to stop my neurons firing because that's what makes me a living creature. So your brain's not technically shaking. That's a perception. It will just be very active neural firing. And the more we get into our rest and repair system, the more that tends to calm down. However, when we're in deep repair and there are membranes and hormones and chemicals rapidly firing for the purpose of make, helping us heal or to maintain our, uh, maintain our homeostasis, In those situations of deep repair, such as sleep, it can also be very noisy and very active because the brain is basically like doing roadworks. It's a noisy process. So hearing it and feeling it is not a big deal. It's all about making sure we don't allow that to trigger us into a danger zone. It's a false alarm. You're very safe. You need your neurons to fire. And, yes, this is being recorded, as far as I'm aware. Um, yep it's being recorded wendy i was fine with my tinnitus until two days ago when i experienced a loss and now it's back with vengeance my question is how do you apply neuroplasticity in this situation this question is going to come up time and time again in one way or another it's all about accepting what we feel could it be that you've experienced a loss and now your body is going through a sorrow and a grieving process and the tinnitus is reflecting that noisy emotional transition that your body is going through you're not a robot you're a human it's normal to feel sorrow, it's normal to feel loss. And so it could be that your body is processing that in its own way. And that's a a noisy processing process. So once we go, oh, I'm allowed to feel this, this is normal. We don't need to go into the why we don't need to analyze it, we can just be present and give ourselves the compassion we need. So in that situation, Wendy, I'd be saying to my body, body, what do you need? What can I give you? Do I need cuddles? Do I need a bowl of soup? Do I need to Go to bed early? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to tell myself everything's going to be okay and do self reassurance and self talk? Whatever you need, that's what your body's asking for. What is the difference between neuroplasticity for improving cognitive skills versus NP for vertigo and balance? I don't know what that question means, but neuroplasticity is the body's capacity to change and we're using it consciously for rewiring sensations that we don't like. Every person on this call has different sensations and Cognitive skills are a part of neuroplasticity. So mindset is certainly a part of neuroplasticity. People who don't believe they can heal and feel stuck will never heal, right? You have to believe in your body. You have to believe in your body's capacity to heal. The human body is totally robust and it's designed to self-repair. There are things that stop us from healing and the big ones are anxiety, stress, self-doubt, inner criticism and judgment. Also comparing yourself to others or comparing yourself to how you used to feel. Those things are toxic and they hold you back. Things that support healing is a mindset of openness, play, presence and being in this no big deal approach to life. So when I feel things or notice things, it's no big deal. I don't need to analyze it or judge it as right or wrong. I can move forwards and choose to live the life I want to live following joy. All right. Um, All right, so I'm going to go back to the questions because there's so many of them. Shimona, hello, Joey. I'm thankful for your program. I'm one month into Rocksteady. I have triple PD and severe troubles I'm not doing any vestibular exercises, but I'm able to do head movements slowly. Can I only do body scans and bonus audios? You can do whatever you like. You choose the program. You are completely in your power. The question is, is what you're choosing working? And are you still following avoidance behaviours? So it's important you do things that help you feel the way you want to feel rather than avoiding doing things that you tell yourself you can't do. Vertigo and tinnitus do not stop you doing anything. Honestly, vertigo is brief and transient. And once you learn to activate steadiness, you can do anything. And tinnitus does not stop you from thinking, hearing, concentrating, moving your arms and legs, walking, nothing. Tinnitus is a distraction. It's a nuisance, but it does not physically handicap people. That is all a misunderstanding and a misperception. So Shimona goes on to say, I don't feel normal while walking. Also unknown places and malls, I have anxiety issues. My neurologist has suggested medication along with behavior therapy. How do I remove fear of walking from my system? First of all, you need to find a way to go into the fear, talk to the fear and overcome the fear. Module two takes you through that in Rocksteady. Um, The next sentence you've said, I don't understand. But basically, whenever you feel ready, try all of the module one and module three exercises gently. Don't push yourself. Go in with a voice of reassurance. Get your brain to enjoy being in your body again. Start at home, start safe and make sure you're never practicing while anxious. First step is soothe the anxiety, use the healing hands, use any of the bonus audios, find your safety, find your steadiness, find your calm, and then practice the walking, the standing, the bending, any of the exercises from module one and three. As you feel you've got your confidence back, that's when you want to enter the malls or the crowds or the cocktail parties and try it while you're actually in the real world, Great, But you've got to do it from steadiness and calm. Stephen said, what do you think about sources that tell you neuroplasticity could be learning any new skill? Neuroplasticity is learning. So if you want to learn a new language or how to play music, that will develop your capacity in those areas of your life. The neuroplasticity I'm talking about is essentially the same process. However, we're focusing in on the sensations and the sensory experience within the body. So learning a new language or playing music is wonderful for learning the art and the skill of neuroplasticity, but it's not gonna have any impact on your, on your symptoms or your sensations. In order to use neuroplasticity in a specific way, in what we're doing here with Rocksteady, you have to know your desired feelings and sensations, and you have to cultivate them daily. Karen says, I don't sleep well, is this affecting my recovery even after this, having this for years? So Karen has triple PD. You need to sleep, you need to rest, and you need to learn how to cultivate better sleeping patterns. Use the sleep skills audio. If you can't sleep, at the very minimum, you can rest. Horizontal rest does allow the neural body to be calm and connected. Send yourself a lot of loving kindness while you're lying in bed and awake. And I would be asking the wisdom of the body, why do I have this insomnia? Why am I not sleeping? What is the body communicating to me? And there'll be some misalignment physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually that is disturbing the sleep. I would get to the bottom of that. All right, Mary says, I've been dealing with dizziness that started suddenly for about a year. I've seen countless doctors, etc., blah, blah, blah. I've had all of the tests. I came back positive for BPBV, worked with a physio, but I still feel lightheaded out of it. Fluctuating from mild to debilitating, I get headaches, muscle pain, buzzy sensations. I haven't had a day where I feel normal yet. At follow-ups, the doctors now suspect migraine or vestibular migraine. Um, He does not recommend any sort of MRI because everything else has come out normal. My question is, how does one transition from a place of fear of never getting better to believing that you will get better? This seems to be the most important part of healing, and I'm struggling with it. Basically, this is covered in Module 2 of Rocksteady, so go back and do that if you've already got the program. If you haven't got the program, Module 2 is going to introduce you to how to go through this. Um, But you have to believe in yourself you have to trust your inner wisdom and you have to get underneath the fear. So basically you have to figure out what's getting between you and believing in your body to heal. Humans are designed to repair. Physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, I would say you've got some emotional and spiritual work to do. It doesn't matter how many physical exercises you do. If you aren't emotionally and spiritually connected to your healing process, probably nothing will change. So Mary goes on to say, this past year I've worked hard on listening and being kind to myself. Great while also trying not to be afraid of doing things while dizzy. I've been able, so something to add there is rather than doing things while feeling dizzy, first seek steadiness, then do what you want to do. You have to be able to cultivate steadiness so you can build those new neural pathways. And that might be the key to your healing is learn how to cultivate steadiness. The Rocksteady program gives you a lot of time and space to explore that. I've been able to travel on short business trips, hang out with friends, get better balance in my life. But this horrible feeling is always there, the dread. I'm still limited on some days based on how dizzy I feel. Do not live your life based on symptoms. Live your life based on chasing joy. If you're living your life based on how your symptoms are presenting, you will never heal. That means you are still symptom-focused. The only way to heal is to get your focus away from symptoms, let them be there, take a no-big-deal approach, And focus on how you want to feel. It's the only way to break the the symptom loops. Mary goes on to say, I just want to feel normal, active and like me again. It's hard for me to believe things will get better when I feel so awful every day. Mary, you need to cultivate the feelings you want to feel. They're not going to fall off a tree and they're not going to randomly come and float into your body like unicorns and rainbows. You need to stop focusing on how awful you feel. You need to get over the fear. You need to physically process the fear and you may need private therapy for that. But there's a lot of resources in the Rocksteady program, so go through those again and again. And ask your wisdom why am I in this fear space? Why am I feeling so awful? Why can't I love and accept myself just as I am right now? Cultivate those feelings of being exactly the woman you want to be, being exactly where you need to be, and being present with that perfection. That's like flicking a switch of saying, I'm allowed to feel this. Use the Healing Hands audio in the bonus audios. Everyone is different. It's not. There is not really one way to change beliefs. You need to figure out for yourself how to overcome your fears and to shift your beliefs into I believe I can heal. But the first step is knowing that you want to heal and so you've already done that. So basically, Mary, you're in the process of overcoming your fear and shifting your beliefs just simply by asking this question. I would write down each fear and face them one at a time. Spend time getting to know your inner world and just keep going deeper. There's people saying... Um, that's hard to do when working, waiting to be steady. Don't wait to be steady. Cultivate steadiness. Do it in the here and now. Um, Mary says, I know how you feel. Uh, sorry, Parita says, I know how you feel. I was there a year ago. Monica says, I have triple PD. Dizziness and ear issues have improved, but finding it hard not to focus on what my eyes are seeing, sensitivity to the light. Ask your body, Monica, ask your body what the sensitivity is about. Don't ask other people externally for advice. It means you are disempowering yourselves, right? That's not just to Monica, that's to everybody. Stop going to doctors and physios and naturopaths for advice. Ask your own body what you need. By all means, consult professionals like myself or naturopaths. But at the end of the day, you need to gather the the capacity to trust yourself. Ask yourself what you need. And if your body says, you know what? I think I need to consult a naturopath on developing a better nutritional diet. Fair enough. That that means you're listening to the wisdom that's guiding you towards a naturopath. But for things like, why am I sensitive to this? Why am I feeling this? No professional can answer that question. Ask your body, why is the sensitivity there and what can we do about it? What does the body need? I know when I go into a highly sensitive mode, it's because I need solitude. I need to retreat. I need to withdraw and I need to go into my spiritual space of self-reflection and sometimes that's for quite a long time. When I built the Rocksteady program, it was it was after a period of anxiety and depression. And I went for about a year of not being social and just really pulling back, quietening down, having a lot of time for me and with me. And in that process, I built the Rocksteady program. So it was a very creative time for me and it was a very important time. And if I had have pushed through that, and if I had have ignored those sensitivities and judged myself and critiqued myself, A, I would never have built the Rocksteady program and B, I never would have got through it. I'd probably still be there now, still sensitive and still withdrawing and still critiquing myself. So allow yourself to feel sensitive and love yourself in that space. Find a way to get through it with loving kindness. Melanie, Joey, I've just discovered you through YouTube after reading and listening to your free resources. I know that I now have triple PD. Well done. This has given me some relief already as no health practitioner has been able to educate me on my condition at all. I'm fairly high functioning, although I have this persistent dizzy off balance feeling, which does cause me anxiety. All of the testing I have done showed no findings at all. I'm wondering if you believe there's a root cause to inner ear issues. If someone is diagnosed with Meniere's, for example, or any other inner ear condition, I'm thinking there must be a root cause, question mark. And the answer to that is not really. It's always random. We don't really know why. Is there causes such as viral, heavy metals, pathogens, mould, chemicals, pesticides, herbicides? Question mark. What are your thoughts? I look forward to doing a program. My answer is no. We rarely understand why any of these begin. Not for many as vestibular migraine, triple PD, none of them. It is not linear like a car accident or a virus. Usually there are many factors and part of healing is letting go of needing to know why. Getting stuck in the why is a trap. On a spiritual level, most people learn the gift in their condition And this actually guides them to understand their inner why. And so for me, when I was going through my symptoms and was at rock bottom, my body was really saying to me, you're not where you need to be in this life. You know, I needed to remove myself from the university and from the mainstream balance clinics because that was not my sole calling. I had to go out. I had to start my own business. I had to develop my own programs. And consequently, I'm the only vestibular audiologist and neuroplasticity therapist on the planet working the way I work. My body pulled me out of the mainstream because I literally couldn't survive it. It was too painful to stay there. And so I had to face all of my fears. I had to completely change my life and I had to listen to my soul calling. So I believe that my symptoms came to me for that reason. It was a wake up call. So you don't always know the why, but generally speak, speaking, people who heal come to understand their own why in a way that's meaningful to them, which is more of that spiritual inquiry. All right, Joey, I love what you say about rebuilding normal sensations, which makes a lot of sense. I understand how chronic stress caused from tinnitus and dizziness disequilibrium inhibits repair. I always wonder if chronic stress, work stress, loved ones passing, getting hurt in accidents, illness, all of that, can this be the cause of getting inner symptoms in the first place, such as tinnitus to see equilibrium dizziness? Thank you. I'm learning so much from your website and appreciative. And again, it's rarely linear. There are always so many factors. Many clients experience a worsening of their tinnitus or dizziness symptoms with life stresses, such as a loved one getting sick or a car accident, etc., divorce. But generally, you wouldn't really say that's the cause. It's it's normally a, a bigger story than that. So generally, this exacerbates our symptoms but doesn't always cause it. Yeah, and often old traumas, whether they're sexual traumas, relationship traumas, car accidents, family traumas, bullying in schools, all sorts of things, often old traumas that are being locked in the body, when we learn how to bring love to those and release those, it can dramatically improve our symptoms because sometimes the body is actually wanting to release old memories old patterns old misunderstandings old traumas they can be physical emotional mental spiritual any type of trauma often we don't even know they exist until we go into a safe therapeutic space and they arise and we can process them so someone's just said that's been really helpful for me to let go of what they considered baggage and making room for healing that is a really strong part of the beautiful balance process which I do in private therapy with my clients over six months but it's also part of rocksteady there's a lot of that emotional healing that you can do on your own all right bs you've said i'm having disturbed sleep overnight i get up two to three times at night sometimes i do not get sleep at all this adds to suffering what can help i would use the sleep skills audio in the rocksteady program you get access to it straight away it's in those bonus audios if you don't have rocksteady use the body scan Body scanning, being in your touch system is very soothing and helps the brain re-enter sleep. Judy, I feel that I'm really healing. So many things that don't bother me anymore that used to. However, I still don't feel confident and good about myself. Judy, it all comes back to self-love. Only you can fill yourself up with confidence. I can't do that for you and I can't make yourself feel good about yourself. Judy says, the perfectionist post on the Facebook page was really helpful asking me what do I want. I know I would like just to feel how I used to, but perhaps I have to compromise a bit for the time being. No, Judy, you need to stop living in the past. You can never be the woman you were yesterday, five years ago, 10 years ago, etc. Completely impossible. Don't compromise. Allow yourself to be 100% who you are right now. Get into the present moment and love yourself in that place. It's not a compromise, it's a gift. Find the miracle in what you're feeling right now. Fall in love with yourself. Go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. Judy goes on to say, just as I begin to feel okay, something else comes along. Do I create these blips or are they just part of the process? I think there is still something inside of me that hasn't healed yet and I don't know what approach to take. Basically, if we believe deep down that there is something inherently wrong with us and that we are abnormal, something will keep popping up because our body will always cultivate and neurons will fire in a way that's consistent with our mindset." So we need to genuinely shift our mindset into being normal right now. You need to feel normal now. You need to love yourself how you are right now. You need to feel what you feel and celebrate it. Knowing that whatever we feel is normal and okay in the present moment, not in the elusive future. If the mind is searching for abnormal sensations, it will literally find it. It will cultivate them so that it can find it. Think about having a lawyer that's fighting some amazing legal case for you and the lawyer is trying to prove a point. If the lawyer in your brain is trying to prove that you are abnormal, it will literally keep searching until it finds evidence that you are abnormal. Okay? So you need to change the job that you're giving that internal lawyer in your mind. Change the belief that everything is normal. Cultivate that deeper belief and use tapping, use any of the Module 5 exercises. Go deeper into shifting that internal worry. Reaffirm yourself, reassure yourself, and genuinely fall in love with yourself. You can't. Imagine it. You've got to really feel it. It's got to be a change perception Now there's a few things going on in the chat box So let's shift over there. I'm getting better every day says Melanie just knowing about Rocksteady, I know I can overcome triple pd now every morning when I wake up I say I wonder what miracles are going to show up for me today during the day I'm focused on finding miracles and I find them exactly so if you give your internal lawyer the job of finding miracles That lawyer will work 100% to find miracles. So it's all about what job you give your brain And it's always good to have a passion project that you obsess about that brings you joy because otherwise your passion project will be your symptoms and your entire life will be your symptoms. So she says, I find them all the time now, like the sun shining on the snow, creating sparkles, things like that makes me feel joy. Well done, you're nailing it. Izzy says, I'm the same, Melanie, just the knowledge that I'm in control and knowing I can heal really helps. I read one of Joey's articles and have been listening to the podcast and I feel like my whole perspective on healing has changed. Well done um somebody else says i love your approach joey and i'm looking forward to doing the seven day program and then go from there i was diagnosed with bilateral Meniere's disease a few months ago no spinning vertigo but persistent tinnitus and most bothersome for me was the oral fullness and sound sensitivity is rock program and beautiful balance meant for healing those symptoms as well yeah rock steady and beautiful balance are about resetting your normal okay not returning to who you were yesterday or 10 years ago it's all about cultivating a totally new sense of normal that is based on the foundations of realigning with your truth and your deep joy. And the reality is is that things that made us feel joy a year ago are not relevant anymore because we've grown in the last year. So at the moment in my life, I love playing my violin. I love going to the beach. I love getting out and hiking. And so it makes a lot of sense for me to do that frequently so that I can keep bringing myself back into the alignment of connection to nature, connection to joy through music, When I'm playing my violin, I do not have a worry in the world. I am completely absorbed by the joy of playing my music. So that is my medicine. That makes sense to me. It keeps my brain firing neurons that are giving off neurotransmitters, chemicals and hormones that give signals of joy. And that makes me happy throughout my entire week, right? You need to chase your joy because it fires off a neural process of joy, of healing, and it enables neuroplasticity right? If you're in stress, fight, flight, freeze, worry, and doubt, neuroplasticity is frozen. It's cut. It's inhibited. You can't learn anything when you're in a state of stress and anxiety. You need to be relaxed and happy to get to be in the best learning space. So for those of you who are thinking of signing up to Rocksteady, In the next two days, the program will you save $600 in the next two days because the program is actually $2,200, but at the moment it's $1,600. So if you're feeling of signing up, you do get a saving if you do it in the next 48 hours. However, you can take your time. You don't need to sign up in the next two days. Go through the seven-day program. Whatever you want, I support you. All right, next question. Jeff, I had tinnitus for a long time, seven years. Can these techniques work after such a duration? Yes. Many of my clients have had symptoms for decades and they heal. I've had seen people with total resolution where they completely surprise themselves and all symptoms disappear altogether. Things like tinnitus and dizziness can come and go intermittently. Just, you know, for example, I was surfing the other day. I got a surfboard, really um, smashed me in the ear quite painfully. I perforated my eardrum. I, had a, I was leaking um, discharge. I had temporary hearing loss. I had really loud tinnitus and I had chronic pain, but that all disappeared within a week. So obviously symptoms can come and go based on life, but that doesn't mean it's forever. So in a normal person, you would get normal intermittent dizziness and tinnitus, uh, but it, it, it's on and off, right? It comes and goes. So returning to normal doesn't mean you never get symptoms, but it means that they can actually tis- turn off and disappear. They're not constantly front and center in the brain. Cecilia. I woke up seven weeks ago feeling off balance as if my body didn't belong to me. Yeah, I call that the astronaut feelings and I've had that. I get that when I'm in panic attack and anxiety. So more of a walking on a boat feeling. After, Cilia says, a week after that, I woke up with tinnitus in my left ear, difficulty focusing vision. I went to urgent care, followed an ENT surgeon, did general blood work, blah, blah, blah. Hearing tests, MRIs, all of that came back fine. No clear diagnosis yet. My questions. There are so many different vestibular diagnoses out there. Can you define the main categories and how they affect our sensory systems? I feel like I would need an entire hour to answer that question, but Celia, go to my free resources. Under the section, there's a button that says your diagnosis. Read through all the common conditions there and I explain them all in detail. So free resources, seekingbalance.com.au. Click on your diagnosis. There are two main types of vestibular diagnosis, either ear injury where the ear signals are are faulty and erroneous and broken going into the midbrain or there's central conditions such as triple PD um, where the ear signals are totally normal, all your hearing's normal, all of your balance is normal. So the signals are firing into the brainstem and the midbrain normally and healthily, but from that place, they are not being filtered appropriately. There is errors happening at the midbrain and brainstem. Everything is reversible. If you have... So in the brainstem and midbrain, you can retrain those filters to be healthy again. It's not the end of the world. It's not a drama. But you have to go through a self-study process of figuring out how to reset your brainstem. No physiotherapist, psychologist or doctor can do that for you. Okay. If you have permanent damage to any part of your ear, whether that's hearing loss or a balance loss, like a caloric weakness or a vestibular weakness... What you have to do is to reset the pathways, adapt and rebuild balance around the damage. So you can return to normal, but you can't regrow damaged areas of the ear. So it's still no problem. Generally, takes six weeks to adapt and, and return to normal after an ear injury. Um, number two, why do some vestibular disorders accompanied by tinnitus? 49% of people in the Seeking Balance community experience vertigo and tinnitus no experience tinnitus and about 28 percent of people experience both vertigo and tinnitus so it's really common um we don't know why but tinnitus is a perception of sound and when there is activity in the ear whether that be a virus a migraine whatever so something's happening in your ear there's extra firing there's extra muscle tension there's extra hormones proteins there's activity being released anything happening in the ear can create tinnitus Just think of it as roadworks on the street. If there's no roadworks, there's no noise out on your street apart from the normal traffic or kids playing or birds chirping. But if you start to then bring in a repair job and roadworks, then you've got, you know, all sorts of machinery, all sorts of workmen, there's all this extra noise. It's exactly the same in the ears. So the minute you've got any type of repair function happening in the ear, there'll be extra noise. So tinnitus and vertigo do tend to go side by side simply because there's extra ear activity. Number three, my biggest problem is anxiety that comes from feeling off balance. How does neuroplasticity help neutralize this? Neuroplasticity means you are engaging in actively self-soothing anxiety and you're figuring out how to self-soothe your own anxiety so that then you can begin neuroplasticity. So learning how to lean in and open up and befriend your anxiety and be your own best friend and have that voice of reassurance and figure out how to self-soothe, that's the first step. From there, then you actually can do neuroplasticity. Number four, are there original neural pathways that are damaged by a vestibular disorder? There could be. So there could be a vestibular neuronitis or a where you get actual anatomical damage. And neuroplasticity helps us to bypass those damaged pathways and create new pathways that function in a normal capacity. Okay. So whatever damage there is, the body is robust and it just works around them. It's honestly no big deal. That, that process of healing is completely distorted and inhibited if we are experiencing chronic anxiety, self doubt, and stress, which is why coming back to joy and play is so important. Uh, why do vestibular disorders give us visual distortions? Would this program help fix or adapt visual distortions, blurriness, difficulty focusing? Absolutely. The reason you get visual distortions is because the vestibular ocular reflex is your inner ears communicating instantly to the eyes when there are error pathways in the vestibular system you are likely to get visual distortions blur or even vision jumping or moving the rock steady program is perfect for that it will help you stabilize and re-steady all of those reflex pathways is eyes and spinal cord Jean pierre says reading is my happy place and watching a documentary but both bring back the dizziness i don't feel anxiety or anything just the dizziness in my case would an eye specialist assist with this originate because it came from a concussion assault jean pierre i'd be wondering if reading and watching a documentary is a form of escapism for you you need to make sure you're actually in your body like feeling your feet feeling your hips feeling your shoulders actually remain embodied because when we're watching tv we're actually dissociated we leave our body we're in escapism we're in our head Get into the Rocksteady program and go through the physical exercises. You can talk to as many specialists as you want, but they cannot do this healing for you. Do not disempower yourself and keep going out to the externals. In order to overcome your anxiety and to feel safe and steady in your body, you need to go through especially the bonus audios in the Rocksteady program. All of them, right? And when you feel ready and when you feel brave enough, go through the Module 1 and Module 3 exercises. They're all about cultivating what you want to feel regardless of sitting, standing, walking, etc. Those exercises are incredibly important for people with tinnitus too. They're not just for dizziness. People with tinnitus live in their head. They're always terrified and anxious of what they're hearing and what's got, like, there's a lot of really inner critical and judgmental voices for people with tinnitus. They hate what they're feeling. And it's essential for you guys to get back into your body. And that's why the module one and module three exercises are so important. Wendy, hi, Joey. I love that you encourage us to focus on things that bring joy and reset our normal. One of those things for me is going out with friends with good food. Ever since I was diagnosed with many years, I've been on a low sodium diet. Stop the diets. Listen to Allison's recovery case study on my website. Her life improved when she quit her diet. Honestly, I have seen leading ENT surgeons say they have no idea if a low sodium diet works. They just prescribe that because they don't know what else to say to people with many ears. It is not clinically or evidence-based. Um, it's, it's, it's a recommendation of something you can try, but if it's not increasing your quality of life, just eat a healthy diet in moderation. It's totally fine to add salt to your eggs. It's totally fine to have a little bit of salt. What I would encourage you to do is to not eat a bunch of junk food, right? Go out for your friends, go and eat good food, drink lots of water, um, and really lose the rigidity. You need to be open and low sodium diets feed a rigid mindset. It's completely incompatible with neuroplasticity. So, um, trying to communicate, blah, 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 blah. I think just eat what you love. Every time I eat something I didn't cook, I get very anxious, and your anxiety is going to create a flare up. Get over the anxiety, ditch the diet, go back to eating with joy and love, and just be sensible. Listen to your body, right? You need to figure out the perfect diet for you based on what makes you feel good, not what some external person tells you you should or shouldn't eat. Um, Monica, nobody knew what was wrong with me for a year before being diagnosed with triple PD. So in the process I was put on medication because I literally was freaking out and couldn't function. Take care of my kids or anything. It's helped me, but I still take it daily. Will this prolong my recovery? Look, taking medications does suppress functioning of neural firing. If you need it so you can concentrate and learn and go through the steady process, then take it while you're learning. Get your doctors to help you ease off the drugs as you build up your resilience skills and tools through the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual process of Rocksteady. Um, you won't need the drugs anymore, right? So as you build up the skills to be resourceful and resilient in yourself, you can then wean off the medications. You can never really feel what you're feeling in the present moment if you're medicated because it's numbing you in some way or another. They're powerful drugs and it's really important that you don't form addiction. So just keep talking to your doctors and do your best to ease off them. Um, I would... I would definitely recommend more body scans for those of you who are feeling um, anxious and feeling visual disturbances. so important that you stay in your body and get out of the head. And I also do not recommend TV. I do not recommend searching the internet. I do not recommend seeing a bunch of different therapists. I think that's just going to distract you and take you off your track. You need to go into your heart, into your soul, and into your alignment with truth. Doing a bunch of visual exercises is unlikely to solve your problem, Right. The Rocksteady program gives you enough of all the basic vestibular exercises. And to be honest, most of the Rocksteady process takes you through eyes closed exercises because the visual part of our brain dominates and takes over and we need to actually stop relying, over relying on the visual brain. And we need to get back into proprioception and proprioception is a really important part of healing. Yeah. And medications can stimulate tinnitus. A lot of you will have had that experience. So there's, there's always going to be side effects. Some medications also lead to dizziness. Yes, medications do prevent neuroplasticity from being as effective. But if you are literally dying suicidal and can't get out of bed or concentrate, then you need the medications. So it's, it's, I wouldn't take the medications unless it's pretty serious, basically. Um, As much as possible, you want to learn how to self-soothe so you don't need medications to do it for you. It's another external quick fix. It's the magic pill and it's never the long-term solution. Talk to your doctors and reduce reliance on medications in any way you can. Um, Marie says, yes, Rocksteady allowed me to ditch the medications and it was a good transition. Elizabeth says, when you say your exercises are not the same as exercises usually prescribed, can you be more specific? Elizabeth, you need to design your own exercises. You need them standing, walking, squatting, bending, eyes open, eyes closed. There are literally millions of combinations, and the Rocksteady program teaches you how to develop and cultivate a daily practice just for you based on what you need. It's really silly to have a generic program that you just repeat every day for months on end. It needs to be different Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All of your exercises need to be focused on what you want to feel. How can I feel joy while I'm standing? How can I feel steady while I'm sitting? How can I feel calm and confident while I'm squatting, right? You need to figure out how to design a neuroplasticity program physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. So some exercises are written. Some exercises are more based on meditation. Some exercises are based on boosting sleep. Some exercises are based on building self-compassion. Some exercises are based on enhancing abundance and health and others are on strengthening the legs, right? So you need to have this massive variety and you need to choose what you need every day. I have no idea what you need. So I know the variety of things to choose from, but you pick what you need. All right, Richard, I'm looking forward to the call. I'm still getting a lot of fogginess, although I don't have vertigo anymore. Trying not to focus on my symptoms and I'm trying to focus on how I want to feel using the Rocksteady process, great. I'm pretty sure I have triple PD and vestibular migraines. I've listened to many of the talks you've had with clients and can relate relate to so many of the things they talk about. But I'm just feeling stuck at the present and I'm trying to create new new neural pathways. So Richard, healing comes when we accept how we feel in each moment. The trick for you is to stop trying to get rid of that foggy feeling. Allow that foggy feeling to be a part of your miracle. Allow that foggy feeling to teach you something about yourself. Ask your body, what do you need? What are you communicating to me? What is this foggy feeling telling you? Is it calling you back home? Is it bringing you back into your truth and alignment? Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, where are you not in alignment? Where are you falling off? Where are you letting yourself down? Are you putting other people first? Are you neglecting some of your core needs? Go back through the modules, all the way through module one through six. Tap into your inner wisdom and do more work on your mindset. Focus on what is healthy and what is working in your body. Allow those foggy sensations to fade into the background. Do not try and get rid of them. Just be more focused on your joy. Make decisions based on what you want to feel and physically act them out. Okay? So rather than being like, oh, I better not go surfing or hiking because, because I feel foggy, reverse it. I feel foggy. I think I need to go hiking and surfing. My body is actually calling me back into my joy. Okay? Um, hope that answers your question. So, Elizabeth said, for instance, I get more dizzy when I go on a swing or driving in a car in the back seat. Would your program then include doing those activities and then distraction exercises to help get used to it? I never recommend distraction. You need to be completely focused and giving 100% of your attention to what you're feeling. Ignoring, denying, suppressing, and distracting is not neuroplasticity. You need to be able to give yourself loving, kindness, and compassion as you're in the back seat of the car. You need to be able to face the uncomfortable feelings and reframe them and reset them. Distraction is not the answer. Gentle, loving kindness is. Linda, I think the light just turned on. I've been assuming that my tinnitus needs to go away so I can once again enjoy my proprioception. The tinnitus doesn't have to go away in order for me to choose this. Exactly. And all of the modules, module one through six, give you so many opportunities to further explore this proprioception and how to reset and rewire so that you're, Tap using your joy. Use your joy as medicine. Karen, Joey, what if you cannot find a message from your body? Karen, that's a belief. You need to believe you can find the message. If you don't believe you can find the message, you're literally stuck and you will not go any deeper. So you need to give yourself permission to be vulnerable and listen to that message. Be really humble. And sometimes the message in the body doesn't come in English, sometimes it comes in memories, in insights, in visions, in symbols, in metaphors. It can be esoteric however your body communicates to you is perfect it will be meaningful to you possibly to no one else right but if you need support book in a consultation with me and i'll help you find the wisdom in your body bethany i was put on an antidepressant to control vestibular migraine like so many other people after a concussion and i've been slowly withdrawing for over a year Um, So I'm having awful withdrawals alongside the previous dizziness. I don't know how to separate withdrawal-induced vertigo from my previous VM diagnosis. I asked because withdrawal is a true reorganization of neurotransmitters, whereas vertigo wasn't a brain disorder. I don't really know how to answer that. I think you just have to trust the process, Bethany, and it sounds like you're going to have to give yourself a huge amount of loving kindness, compassion as you go through withdrawal from the medication. Anytime you withdraw from medication, you need to up your joy 200%, right? You need to figure out the things in life that you love that totally absorb you and overwhelm you with joy and pleasure and do more of it. You need to have a complete calendar filled with things that make you happy to complement the withdrawal. Matt, this is so true. Last night I went to a concert, which was a big thing for me as it had massive sensitivity towards lights and loud sounds and things that moved. Well done. You've really faced your fear there, Matt. But I went along anyway and I loved every moment. I did a few body scans, told myself I was safe and then just let myself go. Well done. So that's a perfect example of leaning in with curiosity and openness. Because if we tell ourselves I can't do this, I can't handle crowds, I can't handle noise, it's our mind that's stopping us, not our tinnitus, not our sensitivity, not our vertigo. It's the belief that we can't do it. So Matt, beautiful example. Well done. He says it was awesome. Happy for you. Corinne signing off now it's ten thirty at night I need to go to sleep looking forward to listening back to the call beautiful good night she says I'm finding it very encouraging like there's a missing piece great welcome welcome to the community Corinne and good night um Jay Rabel says I understand your point about medicating impairing the healing process but diuretics are recommended in many years to decrease slow down damage to the inner ears thus hopefully delaying deafness what is your take on that Honestly, I've never met an ENT surgeon who can definitively say that they know that CERC or those diuretics work. They are literally guessing. It's all, as far as I can tell, it's not strongly evidence-based. So many of my clients with many years have no idea if it helps them. They are taking it out of blind faith. Remove the blind faith and ask your body, do I need this medication? Is this medication even helping me? Sometimes it's just... it we just want something. So we're taking that medication kind of out of desperation. It's, it's not clear cut. It's not linear. Um, I would just talk with your doctors and the diuretics don't necessarily work. No, I'm sorry to say some people swear by them, but usually they don't actually know if it's working or not. And a lot of people who take those medications still get attacks. So, I would just say, talk to your doctors and be a little bit more practical. Is it really helping you? Is it making you feel better? Or is it just filling that void, that desperation that I need something to fix me? Elizabeth, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm interested in learning more. Part of my issue is financial because I'm on disability. Like so many other people, it's really hard to work when you've lost a lot of that self-confidence. Can we book a one-on-one consult? Um. Elizabeth, I would say apply for a scholarship. I support a lot of people who need it um, and give us as much as many details as you can. Otherwise, for those of you out there, reach out to your family and friends. See if you can get support from family and friends just to help you over this hurdle because as you go through this process and you go back into your power, you take your control back, you'll get back into the workforce. Life will return to normal settings. So you have to really back yourself. and. There is support out there. If I can't financially support you, because obviously I can't support everybody, look at what other financial supports are available to you in your life, in your family and friends, etc. Believe in yourself, back yourself, you are worth it and there are people out there who will support you. Jeff, Joey, you've not mentioned depression, which can be quite disabling. I have it as well as anxiety. And can these techniques? Yes, definitely. I've had both depression and anxiety and probably most of the people on the program also experience depression and anxiety at some points using neuroplasticity because you're learning how to cultivate more joy and pleasure in your daily life the depression and anxiety pathways weaken and as you come back into your truth as you believe in yourself as you trust yourself as you enjoy your body depression and anxiety literally does dissolve okay there's another question here please can I ask I'm managing to feel a lot more stable on my feet and I'm finding my balance but I'm having real issues with anxiety having minor panic attacks what can I do to address this listen to the understanding panic audio in the Rocksteady program it's in the bonus audio section use body scans and compassion hands which are both available in the free starter kit and figure out what your anxiety is about you actually need to face the fear in a loving way and talk to yourself use your wisdom go wisdom what is this about Because underneath every fear is wisdom, and we don't need to be afraid of our fear. It's that whole thing of being afraid that there's crocodiles under our bed, and when we stop and actually look under the bed and we see there's no crocodiles, we overcome our fear. So, by facing the fear, it often dissolves. Get professional support if you need for that process, but the Rocksteady program actually guides you to do that at home on your own in a really loving and supportive way. Melissa, I have two questions. What does a caloric weakness mean? For example, I got told I have a 90% vestibular weakness in one ear. Does that mean there's damage? Is it inflamed or scarred, adhesions, etc.? Um, or is it just a guess? Well, basically, if any of the vestibular testing shows there's a weakness in one ear, it assumes that either there's a problem at, in the vestibular organ itself, so there's some type of anatomical damage, or there's a problem at the nerve, from the ear to the brainstem that's carrying the message. And like I said earlier, you just overcome it by adapting and building new pathways that replace those damaged pathways. So it's no big deal. You can have a 90% weakness on one ear and completely normal function using the other ear. Number two, do you know of any research being done for neuroplasticity? Yes, in the Rocksteady program, there are progress questionnaires. Please fill out the initial, your initial symptom score and also Module 6. So I really want to look at how you're progressing over time, how your symptoms are improving or not for that matter. But the vast majority of clients are seeing fantastic improvements. Many clients see total resolution of symptoms, but the average improvement is sitting at around, I think, 70 or 76%. I can't remember off the top of my head. So a 70, let's say a 75% reduction in symptoms is the average for people who go all the way through Module 6, And that's emotionally, functionally and positionally. And they are all statistically significant improvements. So if you would like to contribute to research, please go through the Rocksteady program and remember to fill in those questionnaires. Jonathan says, thank you for this. I triple PD and a high school. I'm a high school teacher. When I have a bout of dizziness, I sit down and slow down. But curious, what specifically could you recommend I do when in class? Body scan, pause. Do a body scan with your kids. Actually bring a sense of mindfulness and presence to the entire class, not just yourself. And have a daily practice. Use the Rocksteady modules. Pick the exercises that work for you. You're going to have to get back into your body because if you've got triple PD, it means the error loops are very much in the fear zone. Disengage the false alarm response and get back into your body using that Rocksteady process. Practice those exercises while in the classroom. And if you need quietness, get the kids to all do a body scan with you. Mary, I'm being kind to my body, resting a lot. On my good days, I feel so good. I want to be up and about doing things, all the normal stuff. I don't push too hard. I've been resting so long that on my good days, I want to make the most of them. In my recovery over the past six weeks, I seem to have two good days and then three not so good. And I want to say, first of all, it's very rare to have a pattern like that, Mary. So I'd be careful that you aren't getting yourself caught into a mindset of expecting the bad days. Try and be really present with how you feel each day and let every day be a good day. Allow your symptoms to pass within a minute or an hour rather than having a symptom arise and then it turning into three bad days, right? The purpose of Rocksteady is to help you ride the wave and ease symptoms more elegantly. Her question is, should I continue to rest on my good days to improve recovery? Um, No, I would just say do what you need to do in each moment. Get more, be more open-minded and more... Humble to receiving the message in each moment. Try not to think about things in days. It's way too long. There are thousands of seconds in every day, and every moment is a miracle. So, do what you feel you need to do in each moment using the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual resources in the Rocksteady program. Let the toolkit guide you. And if you feel not quite right for an hour, rest. But don't let it consume your entire day. Find ways to contact joy and get yourself out of the funk. Because once the body settles and soothes, vertigo passes in seconds. Vertigo is very transient. It's true vertigo passes very quickly. It's the false alarm and the anxiety loops and the self-doubt that perpetuates it all day. Um, And then also the tinnitus. I have a pulse in my ear like I can hear my blood pumping. Is that normal? Basically, that's very common. But make sure you get medical clearance because having blood pulsing messages in the ear is a good reason to talk to your doctor. So very common. I'm not suggesting it's abnormal, but you do need medical clearance for pulsing tinnitus. What are some of your insights for someone who's had a recurrence of episodic symptoms after eight months? This person types in, I've completed Rocksteady with fantastic results. However, then I had a repeat episode at the beginning of December, eight months later. This can happen to any of us. Like I say, I had that surfing incident where I got the injury and then suddenly I had roaring, severe, painful tinnitus. So what you need to do is to be able to go back through the process and re-soothe. The Rocksteady process is not going to eliminate symptoms and give you a rainbow, rainbow unicorn, trouble-free life forever. It enables you to live life and to ride the waves and to have resilience and self-soothe anytime you need it. So the Study process is about listening to your body and being the best version of you in each moment. What is your body asking for? Ask it. Find the answer. Can you get underneath your symptoms and seek the wisdom? What is going on for you? Remember, your body does not lie. So if you have a recurrent version of vertigo or tinnitus, probably something is out of alignment in your life and it's your job to decode that message and figure it out. Um, Bethany says, Rock Studies helped me so much. I'm having good moments when I never did previously. Um, The question that's being asked is, will the Rocksteady program help the dizziness even if it is withdrawal related? Absolutely, because you need the skills. Rocksteady teaches you the skills that enable you to support the neuroplasticity process. So many people are living a life based on fear of, I don't want to feel this, therefore I'm going to avoid x y and z so we need to get out of being focused on symptoms and focused on getting rid of symptoms and we need to have skills to feel steady to feel calm to build confidence to develop reassurance to love ourselves um, which, which can sound woo woo like self-love but honestly when we love ourselves we are immune to everything because it doesn't matter what we feel or what we experience we love ourselves in that process It doesn't matter how traumatic it is. So developing self-love really is the ultimate goal, but some of you will never get there. I'm just going to be honest. But the closer we get to self-love, the easier our life and the better our life. So the Rocksteady program is giving you all of those skills so that no withdrawal symptom can ever bother you again. Jonathan, can you send any triple PD and obstructive sleep apnea correlation? Or can I see any? Um, Look, maybe, but again... I don't think it's helpful to get caught up on the why. Tap into your joy. Look at your alignment to truth. Stop that goose chase of answers, right? Um, yeah, I guess that's my response to that. It's just be really careful of getting caught up in that trap of why and needing more diagnoses and more clarity and more certainty. That's all about ego. It's important that we go deeper and go, go beyond the diagnosis and be the best version of Jonathan. Be the best man you can be. Go deeper than all of these labels. No one on the planet is like you. Everybody's completely unique. The doctors give us labels and diagnoses to help them with their paperwork, okay? It's not the be-all and end-all and it does not help recovery. The only time diagnoses are really important is when it's linear. So the doctors need to remove that. So, okay, let's put it this way. Worst case scenario would be that you sit sit in a mountain meditating and completely ignoring doctors, never getting a diagnosis when all you have is a benign acoustic neuroma that the doctors can very simply, elegantly, and successfully remove. Okay, so that's worst case scenario is ignoring doctors and not getting a diagnosis when there's a a simple, quick, elegant fix. So once you've got medical clearance, you know that you haven't made that mistake. So once you've got medical clearance, try and go beyond diagnosis. Get yourself out of that quagmire and that muddy trap of being on the search for certainty and allow yourself to set into healing. Healing is all about honoring your truth, your joy, activating joy and pleasure, feeling what you feel, celebrating the miracle in the present moment. Elizabeth, I still feel unclear what your program is. There's plenty of information on the website, and all I can say is trust yourselves. There are so many free resources, nobody needs to immediately dive in and purchase the Rocksteady program. You can go through all of the example exercises and If it resonates with you, you will know. Follow that resonance. Follow that heart calling. If it feels not quite right, you're not sure, it's probably a sign you're not ready for the program yet. So just wait until you are ready. Um, Elizabeth says, I support meditation and loving kindness, which I practice as a Buddhist. However, if you don't recommend distraction after exercises, then what would be be counter- yeah, that would be counter to what my vestibular physiotherapist is recommending and I feel uncertain if I feel comfortable abandoning what they are suggesting. If you want to put all of your faith in somebody else rather than to trust your body and what you're feeling in the present moment, that is a choice. I do not recommend that you just blindly do what other people tell you to do. There will be so many people on this call that have tried physiotherapy and it has not helped them. They've tried distraction. They've tried avoidance. and like Pop it in the chat box. It's important that you feel what you're feeling in the present moment and you don't abandon yourself. When you distract yourself, you are basically saying to your body, no, I don't trust you. I don't want to feel this. So I'm going to go watch television. You are abandoning yourself. You need to be able to feel what you feel in the present moment, ditch everything any physiotherapist or doctor said to you and actually listen to your body and say, okay, body, it's you and me. What do you need? How can I support you? How can I love you more? I'm not going to run away from you. I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel all of it in my bones, in my feet, in my shoulders. I'm going to feel it here and now and I'm going to let you know that I'm with you. I'm not running away from you because we're safe and we're a team. The Rocksteady process teaches you how to do that every day. So if that answers your question, Elizabeth, that's giving you a little bit of guidance of how this differs from some of the mainstream models out there. Jean Pierre, this is very specific, but the trigger that started the symptoms was my kitchen dishes touching. Ever since then, I wear headphones around the kitchen or restaurants everywhere else seems to be okay. Do I just take the headphones off and embrace the situation as you suggest and trust that it won't harm me? I would do it very gently. Maybe don't do it cold turkey. Ease into it when you're ready. And I would do a lot of go through the Module 2 process of tapping and and accessing some of your fears and beliefs and do a bit of that emotional, spiritual healing work probably before you dive in. But whenever you feel ready, absolutely. The sounds of kitchens and cutlery and everything is totally safe. It's not going to harm you. We know that for sure. But just do it gently. You need to make sure your emotional system is completely soothed by the time you do that. Great. Now I'm up to a question from Jean-Pierre. Is tinnitus treatment approached differently from concussion versus other paths, such as a cold or ear damage? No. Healing is all the same process and the rock study process takes you through exploring that for yourself about self-study and cultivating what you want to feel. Do all tinnitus sufferers deal with some level level of hyperacusis? And the answer is no. Hyperacusis is a separate condition that um, some people have and others don't. I've quite significantly, and I have I have hyperacusis significantly, and I'm curious as to the treatment for that. Is it addressed separately? It doesn't need to be because hyperacusis is about disabling the false alarm. Hypercrisis is about believing that sound is going to harm us and we're very afraid of it. It's a subconscious belief and you need to go through a healing process that deactivates that, cultivates safety and gets you back into your body so you can feel it and feel at ease with that. And you'll need a daily process to help you form those new beliefs and find the wisdom and the gift in whatever it is your body's telling you. So it won't even be about sound. There'll be a fear in your body that goes deeper than that. And you you can certainly get into that wisdom when you're ready. Another question, almost impossible to avoid stress as it's everywhere. Does tinnitus and stress find a way to live with each other, whether it's high stress or low stress? In other words, do I have to completely avoid considering high stress employment or do I just manage? My answer is no. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You are completely in control of your life and how you live it. Tinnitus and hyperacusis do not need to control your life or the decisions you make. You can learn to take your control back. Once you overcome your fear of the tinnitus or fear of the sounds, it will literally fade away into the background regardless of the stress in life. You need to be able to ride the waves of life. You need to be able to go through job redundancy, divorce, loss of a loved one, your pet dying, all of that. It's really important to understand You are in control of how you choose to live your life. If you allow your symptoms to dominate you and to make decisions for you, that's giving your power away. So learn how to take your control back. Number four, is there a possibility that it can disappear after three months? Is this realistic? And I've written down, yes, plenty of people who have had results within three months, absolutely. However, people who want to get rid of their symptoms or who give themselves deadlines usually take the longest. People who are kind and loving towards any outcome and completely open-minded and non-attached, they're the ones who don't try and get rid of their symptoms and they tend to get the best results. You cannot force it. You cannot rush it. You must be open and compassionate to each moment in your body. Only focus on what you feel right now. Don't worry about how you feel tomorrow or even in 10 minutes. All right, back over to the chat box. Um, Jonathan says, can you consider offering a lower cost half as much? Blah, blah, blah. Um, basically I offer scholarship to those who are in true need of financial support. But if you feel like you can't afford or you don't value the Rocksteady process, probably just go through the free resources or even the seven day support program, which is a hundred Australian dollars. This is a really high value program and it's certainly not something that I want to lower because the more you value this work, the more money you put into it, the more you invest into it, the more you'll get out of it. It's Really does give us skills for life and learning how to befriend ourselves and have access to self-compassion and self-love through the body through the sensory system is a very real process that we simply have to go through and it's worth every penny. So if you need financial support, please apply for a scholarship. Um, But just bear in mind, I get a lot of applications and I simply can't support everybody. Jeff, do you add new material to the Rocksteady program? which is made available to people who purchased it. The Rocksteady program is always being updated. However, it's so dense and full right now. I, probably, I have no intentions of adding more stuff. Um, I hope that answered your question, Jeff. I'm not sure if you already own it or not. Melanie, I feel very blessed I found you. Thank you. Elizabeth, sounds like your program has a lot in common with dynamic neural retraining, which I like too. I've actually had a lot of people who've done dynamic neural retraining come to Rocksteady because they felt like it wasn't specific enough for their situation. So they are different. Um, And I have never done dynamic neural retraining, so I don't even know what it is. Um, But there may be some common elements given that they're both working in the realm of neuroplasticity. But, yeah, no, they're different. Tamara Percy. I'd like to ask about keeping focus when I do the body scan. I keep having to bring myself back into my body as my mind wanders off. Do you have any advice? Basically, Tamara, keep backing yourself. Keep bringing yourself back. Stop expecting yourself to have a mind that does not wander. Everyone has a wandering mind. We all bring ourselves back into the focus. Being in presence is a practice and it's normal to bring yourself back and to keep bringing yourself back ongoing. So I would say get rid of the expectation that you can meditate for a minute and not mind wander. It's, it's very difficult to do and arguably everyone is mind wandering. So keep bringing yourself back and keep loving yourself as you bring yourself back. So release that judgment that you shouldn't be wandering. Mary, is triple PD similar to conversion disorders, functional neurological disorders and somatic, di- somatic disorders? And my answer would be ask your doctors about this. I personally don't like to talk about diagnoses as I don't find it helpful. They're just labels you are you. Be the best version of you, Mary, and treat yourself in the present moment as Mary, not as your label, not as your diagnosis, not as your disorders. Jeff says, what happens if you feel nothing in your body when you do a body scan? For example, I feel nothing in my thigh and legs. Probably while you're learning, Jeff, just start massaging with your hands or try it in a shower, wiggle, stomp your feet on the floor just to give really robust, larger sensations. It could be that you've gone through some type of dissociation where you've actually disconnected from your body and you've got to bring your mind and your uh, proprioceptive sensory neurons back into connection. You've essentially got to wake up from a sleepiness. I actually went through that. I remember the day I felt my arms and my legs and my hands and my feet just like come back to me and it was like the most powerful sensation And at that point in time, I was like, where the hell have I been for 26 years? Like, I was not in my body. I was dissociated. And part of that's from trauma and from coping and from living in a world where we're constantly told, you're not good enough. You need to change. You're not, it's not okay to be you. You know, there's a lot of messaging out there, particularly in marketing, that's telling us it's not safe to be natural. It's not safe to be who we are. And so we leave our body. So basically start by pinching yourself, rubbing yourself, poking yourself, get your touch in and with time you'll get better at it. You won't need to touch yourself anymore. You'll actually have a sense of feeling the floor, feeling your shoes, feeling the furniture, feeling your chair. It'll come back with practice. So persevere. Karen, can I tap through how I would like to feel as opposed to limiting beliefs? You can tap through anything and everything. The process of tapping is tapping through what's unfiltered going through your mind space. So you don't have to micromanage it and have a pre-designed idea of what you're tapping just tap through whatever comes in your natural mind space and be open to all of it there's no such thing as positive and negative when you're truly practicing non-judgment there's no such thing as a good day there's no such thing as a bad day and we actually go into a space of going oh this is interesting look what i'm feeling oh how curious how fascinating what a miracle and we start to become really open-minded all right we're getting there there's so many questions Since I've had this issue for over five years, should I stay away from vestibular rehabilitation therapy and concentrate on mindfulness? And I would say no. I recommend being open to all of it. Try what resonates for you in the moment. Use the Rocksteady program to guide you to build a custom daily practice, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I would not focus on just one therapy, such as only mindfulness or only VRT, but rather develop an integrated approach to neuroplasticity that gives you what you need in the present moment. You need a robust set of tools. Do you recommend seeing an ENT or cardiologist for pulsing tinnitus? Probably an ENT, given that it's in your ear. Um, Yeah. Okay. Are proprioceptive exercises a good idea? Yes, there are many examples in the Rocksteady program. I do not recommend searching the internet for generic exercises. It's more likely to send you on the goose chase, get you out of your body and distract you. Much more important that you do a self-study process that keeps you in you. And the beauty of the Rocksteady program is you're not consulting a million people. You're not on Google getting all of this random advice. You're actually in your body in a constructive evidence-based process that's holistic and integrated and you can keep coming back to the same consistent messaging, which is basically trust yourself, listen to yourself, befriend yourself, find the wisdom, go deeper. Don't go to Dr. Google. Is it difficult to determine the correct balance between being brave and pushing through? Um, I don't believe it's difficult. So basically, if you, when you feel good and you feel in your joy and you feel relaxed and you feel pleasure, you know that you're respecting your limits. You know that you're being brave. For me, I'm terrified of the ocean. Every time I go surfing, I'm being brave in order to access my joy and my pleasure, right? So oftentimes, we need to be brave to face the things we want to do however when you feel tired small frustrated angry exhausted rushed pushed obligated or overwhelmed you know that you're pushing through so when you feel like you're off center and not quite right you're probably pushing through the minute you step into self-love and self-compassion you let yourself feel how you feel you love yourself for feeling as you feel and you know that you're leaning in you're being gentle and you're in that space of courage and play so it's really easy to distinguish If you feel not quite right, you are probably pushing through. Terry, how do you get away from the logical brain and into the feeling part? I want to do it, but I can't seem to get there. Firstly, great observation and well done for noticing this. Use the body scan and the bonus audios to help you go deeper and to learn how to get through. The opening up and listening within audio is very helpful at getting into the feeling body and being descriptive to get out of the mind. Take your time and use your skin to get into the touch sensations. Using your skin is really the first and the easiest way of getting out of the head and into feeling. Laura. I've had vertigo for about two years, tried lots of medications, etc. 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 And then the huge list. I developed anxiety due to the vertigo and panic attacks, um, which I've worked through after two years. I now see a really good psychologist who's helping me with sitting with emotions, compassion and forgiveness and checking in myself. My question is about eyes. I have an astigmatism on my left side, getting glasses coincided with the time of vertigo. Sometimes I feel with or without glasses, my eyes have trouble working together. It's not always, and it does tend to be worse in visually rich environments. The other day I was in a cafe in Melbourne and was looking up at an art display. It was very colorful and bright and I couldn't focus properly. I felt off balance with or without glasses. It was very disconcerting. Almost as if one eye's closed, it's easier to see. I also have trouble sometimes preparing food or doing tasks, changing focus from close range to further away. Going to supermarkets can make me feel dizzy and anxious. Is my prescription wrong? Have I got lazy eye or is this part of my vertigo triple PD? I don't know whether to go back to my optometrist as I've just had the prescription change because it wasn't quite right, but I'm wondering if the vertigo is stuffing up my eye test. The left eye feels strained and unfocused, but not always." She says, I hope this makes sense. And yes, this makes perfect sense because I've had that exact condition and I've been back and forth from the optometrist and this was in my late 20s and I was struggling with what I was feeling. I was hating what I was feeling and I was stressed. Life was tough for me at that point in time. I had a lot of trauma going on. And the way I explained this in the end, once I got through it and returned to normal was that it wasn't that my eyes were wrong or that my prescription was wrong. It was that my brain was overwhelmed and actually rejecting the bright, colorful, loud information. So I could see my glasses were correct, but my brain did not want that stimuli. So it was like my brain was actually blocking it. I began to be unable to focus on things, sometimes even to hear things properly. What I needed for myself was rest. My body was telling me I don't want to be in a noisy cafe. I don't want to be in this bright art display. My body at that point took me into a cave of solitude and it was from that place of deep reflection, deep quietness and deep solitude that I was able to essentially gather, gather the ideas for building this program and completely changing my career. So... Going through those sensitivities can feel really inconvenient, but sometimes it's actually pointing you in the direction of your truth and your joy. So you've got to get your brain back into relaxation and play. Do plenty of fun things daily. Live life with a no-big-deal approach. It takes practice. Stop trying to get your eyes to focus. Allow your brain to reboot. Take a step back. Let your eyes be blurry and see what happens. Basically, allow the healing in. Um... Jeff said, how do you access the Rocksteady materials? Yes, you log in. It's all done through the website. You can do it on your phone. There's audios, videos, and PDFs. It's all beautifully organized. It's easy to follow. And the only thing you'll need is internet and a device that connects to internet. Patricia, is muscle weakness common for vertigo diseases? No, not really. Unless people stop moving and they become bedridden, they lose their fitness and then they lose muscle tone. Okay, so behaviorally, You can have muscle weakness with vertigo, but vertigo itself does not lead to muscle weakness. Um, Wendy, thank you so much for answering our questions. You're a blessing, but I need to go. Good night, sleep well. Jeff, how do you handle thoughts that other people around you are dealing with their lives way better? So that's a judgment, Jeff. You need to love yourself and know you're resourceful, you're resilient, and you're doing the best you can do with your life. Jeff says, I don't know anyone else who has the same issues. I have tinnitus, anxiety, and depression. Jeff, you do know someone who has your issues. You need to become your own best friend and you need to see Jeff. You know Jeff. You know Jeff intimately. You know exactly what he's going through. You understand everything. You need to become that voice of reassurance who says, Jeff, you've got this. I know exactly what you're feeling. I know how long this has been going on for. That inner friend has been with you since the day of your birth. Until you connect to that part of yourself, you probably won't heal. You've got to go deep into self-compassion and develop, develop a way to support yourself. Stop making it about other people. Do not compare yourself to other people. It's completely destructive and toxic and will only hold you back. Tom, hi, Joey. Have to leave. Really enjoyed the group chat. Just purchased a seven-day program. Can't wait to start. Good on you. Feeling motivated. Katrina, my question. I'm aware that my inner world, my mind goes from one moment being able to soothe myself you're fine you're upright you're safe you've got this all of that etc to the next moment moment panicking and fear fear of spinning falling crashing almost overwhelming and crippling me it feels like an inner seesaw how can i help myself stay connected to feelings of safety i would say accept the seesaw this is being human we all have inner conflict we all move from peace and joy to fear and anxiety get practice at listening to your inner reassurance voice Notice the fear voice without judgment. It is fine. It's not going to hurt you. The fear voice only hurts you if you listen to it or believe in it. Just let it be. Bettina, my severe dizziness started back in 98 after a common cold. Diagnosed in 06 with neuritis, 35% damage to the right ear. Pushed through for years, misery, VRT, limited improvement, so the physical therapy didn't help. Your guidance with neuroplasticity specifically for vestibular recovery is a godsend. I'm now where I am, slowly and gently participating in movements and activities I enjoy, yet I I avoided those for decades. Even short, gentle forays like ballroom dancing or freestyle swim can follow with days. I almost feel like BBBV struck again, but I know it's not. It passes in a few days, but I seem to go through this pattern with all new movements I've avoided. I can get discouraged even with all I know to practice with neuroplasticity. It does give me courage, confidence and stamina to slowly persevere. I trust the process, yet I can feel overwhelmed. I would like to one day return to my greatest joy, piloting my own plane. Any tips? My tips, Bettina, would be listen to the wisdom in your body. Notice when you are giving your power away and take it back. Become your own pilot, literally. Stop asking others for tips or advice. Be your own teacher, your own mentor, and your own best friend. Go deeper. Do the rock-steady process again and again because every time you go back through the modules, you will literally be a new person. You'll be hearing it with new ears. You'll have greater access to your wisdom and there's something getting between you and your joy. By the sounds of what you're describing, figure that out. What's between you and your joy and your greatest life? Great. So I've got a few people that need to go to bed. Matt, this has been amazing. Got to go to bed. Laura, thank you. I'm going to listen to us the call later. Patricia, first of all, I'm curious for how you describe vertigo. Look, it's endless. Any form of movement, whether it's in our head, in our mind, in our vision or in our body. There are so many descriptions, I'm not even going to bother beginning describing them. Then she says, I saw in one of the testimonies someone was cured, blah, blah, blah. Can you give an example of neuroplasticity? Can symptoms be cured directly or is it more about curing underlying problems? First of all, I never talk about cures. I don't even like the word cure because I think it's too rigid. It's all about strengthening neural pathways that you want to feel. doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. It's about strengthening what you want to feel. The more we feel something, the stronger the neural network becomes. For ocelopsia, it's about normalising eye positions and feeling good in daily life with what we see. True ocelopsia is brief, very short and random, unpredictable. It comes and goes. We need to work with it. We need to treat ocelopsia like a sneeze. We don't let a sneeze ruin our whole day. We let the sneeze pass. Are there circumstances in which neuroplasticity won't work regarding vertigo and tinnitus? Yes, absolutely. When someone does not believe it is possible, it won't work for them as mindset is everything. Next question. Why do you need to practice over a long period of time and learn new pathways while vertigo and tinnitus pathways can both start spontaneously and stay like forever, especially referring to the cases in which nothing is broken? Why isn't there a quick way back? Is this purely because of the way we react to it? First of all, be patient. The more you rush yourself, the longer your process will take. There is a quick way back. For some people, it is slow and steady to repair their neural pathways. Quick re- rewiring happens when associated with life-threatening emotions. People who celebrate their successes heal more quickly because they have an emotional, a strong emotional connection to healing. Why are there no other ENT doctors making use of neuroplasticity in this specialized way to treat vertigo and tinnitus? simply because they are not trained in it and they cannot work in it. ENT surgeons are experts in anatomy and surgery. Annette, my question is about healing tinnitus with neuroplasticity. When I first got tinnitus about 15 months ago, I understand I hardwired neurons with all the negative feelings I associate with the sounds, anxiety, panic, fear, sadness, depression, and even suicidal feelings. Thankfully, I do not have any of these emotions anymore, but I am kind of worried that I still focus too much on trying to find the sound. I had about four days in silence after New Year's and I think I was just walking around in awe and I wonder if I should have celebrated my feelings better so my brain and body had learned that this was what we want. Yes, celebrate every little success as this teaches the brain to do it more. Making a big deal of the things you want to feel is essential for neuroplasticity. Focus on them. We need to focus as much on the things we want to feel as certain, well, we want to focus on them more than on symptoms, but people tend to be symptom focused um all right we're getting there aurora i have two questions for the call and i'm french so i hope you can understand my english i've signed up to the seven days of support i have a question about the body scan i suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome and triple pd and thyroid um and nervous system deregulation in the long for a long time doing the body scan focusing my attention on my body is very stressful for me because i only feel symptoms which makes me more anxious it feels counterproductive I search, but I can't find steadiness or any other good resources. I'm stuck and only feel overwhelmed. This is really common, by the way, Aurora, so thank you for typing it in. A lot of people will, will relate to this in the beginning. Um, so she says, I'm going to subscribe to the Rocksteady program, but if I'm stuck with the body scan, are there other exercises to help me? I'm a psychologist in France, but I can't work at the moment I made a lot of self-work about my beliefs, my spiritual aspect, my relationship to my body. I know a lot of things about the nervous system but concretely can't experience peace within my body. So there is my question. Have you some tips to help to perceive and realize the body scan without this feeling overwhelmed? Do you think Rocksteady can help? Because I know lots of things about neuroplasticity, nervous system deregulation, power of beliefs. Can you tell me more about the contents of the program? Basically, yes, Rocksteady has helped many people such as yourself who feel anxious and overwhelmed in their own body, the key to healing is the body scan. So we have to be able to use the body scan with compassion. The point of this is to feel without judgment. So whatever we feel we 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 create a space of awe of love of miracle instead of I shouldn't feel this why am I this why am I that which feeds the catastrophe and the freak the freak out the fight flight freeze. Removing the habit of inner critique and judgment is hard to do, but we can still learn to do it. Take it slowly, learn to work with your feelings of freeze and judgment, lean in, give them kindness, take a new approach and become your own best friend. If you avoid the body scan hypothetically and continue to make decisions based on what you don't want to feel, you will get stuck. Also, because you're a psychologist, you have to get out of the theories. You've got to get out of your head. You've got to learn to listen to your wisdom and get out of that academic space. Instead of seeking the calm and steadiness that you want to feel, press your feet into the floor and focus on your lower body. Get that grounding connection and focus on it. If you're experiencing trauma, maybe get some private therapy to support you to do the rock steady exercises or body scans. You can't heal by talking about it. You need to feel into it in order to rewire it. You need to be in your body and feel in a body scan in order to rewire. It must be gentle and ultimately a rewarding process. This is not pushed and it should not feed trauma. So I hope that helps Karen I submit some slightly strange questions I know but if there's anyone that can enlighten me it's all of you guys here are my questions about triple PD I have a double sided mirror on my dressing table every time I use the magnification side it seems to make me feel more off-center very strange have you heard this before yes the brain is just needing time to adjust to the visual distortion of the mirror this is normal two When I was first diagnosed with vestibular neuritis, the consultant said once the initial symptoms settled, the only time I may feel it is when I'm stressed, tired or have a cold. Is this factual? Yes. I'm tired most evenings and although I'm looking for answers within, I tend to go back to what I learned from the professionals and I don't know if this is lodged in my brain or if it's real. All I can say is why are you tired most evenings? Where is your health and vitality leaking in daily life? How can you fill up your batteries and return to feeling normal and energetic again? Take responsibility for how you feel and get your body to educate you about what it needs. The doctors can't give you back your energy. But if you're seeking them to give you answers, this can drain you. Three, my neuritis first occurred after a trip on an airplane in five years. I've never been back on one. I would like to. I'm scared it will return if I fly. Is there evidence to back this up? No. Flying is safe. Fly when you're ready. Flying is fine. Avoidance behaviors are covered in module three. Your job is to ease into normal living as you feel ready. Trust yourself and be gentle. Lorraine, I find my ears emphasize unpleasant buzzing noises at the moment, which has affected my sleep. I think the part of me is programmed to keep checking that I'm safe. Very common. I'm trying to stop that and to be in my body as much as possible. But this part of me doesn't want to stop checking on the environment. Any tips? Or I guess it's just keep going with desired feelings and I need to be more disciplined with that. Yes, going to your desired feelings is a good idea. But also tap out any, use module two, tap out any unhelpful inner fears. Why are you vigilant? What is your body and mind afraid of? Do you trust your body to heal? Why? What are you checking on and why? Ask your wisdom to help you get clarity. Are you connected to your inner friend and your voice of inner reassurance? For sleep, try singing your favourite song in your head as you go to sleep. This can be very soothing and helpful to fire neurons that overtake the tinnitus sounds and the buzzing. Sing to yourself in your head, not aloud. Everybody has a voice of inner reassurance. It takes time to develop it. and This is probably the most important skill of all that the Rocksteady folks are learning. It is a skill for life. All right, we're getting towards the end. Julia, my question is, why does tinnitus ramp up on car journeys and inside supermarkets? Um, It's different for every person. Tinnitus can come and go based on what your body is feeling and it can get louder with anxiety. It can also get louder with relaxation. So you need to ask your body and ask what it means for you. GM, can the Rocksteady program still help when someone has anxiety and depression or should that be handled separately? Absolutely. It's very helpful for both anxiety and depression largely because you're stimulating more joy, pleasure and steadiness in daily life. Tom, I'm intrigued intrigued with the face of self-kindness. Could you go into more depth about this? I think go through the seven-day support program to learn about self-kindness because that's covered in detail in that seven-day process. Brenda, I joined Rocksteady because I'm having debilitating tinnitus. I do not have vertigo or any balance issues. However, I found the vast majority of Rocksteady content rarely mentions tinnitus. And Brenda, this is on purpose. And the reason for that is because the worst thing we can do for tinnitus is talk about it and focus on it. All of the module exercises are very important for tinnitus because it helps you get back into your body. You do not need a balance issue in order to need to do a body scan or to build leg strength or body connection. Your inner, ear, your inner ears are sending signals to your brainstem, to your eyes and to your spinal column. You actually need all of those signals to be intact to overcome your tinnitus. People with tinnitus are living in their head. They're not in their body. They're in their fear and their anxiety. They're in judgment. They're disconnected. Use the module one and module three exercises to help you cultivate the feelings you want to feel in your body going through each of those exercises. The good news for tinnitus sufferers or people with tinnitus is that you don't have to actually get beyond the dizziness hurdle. You've already got Access to steadiness, you've got access to your body. So you can go straight into cultivating what you want to feel and kind of skip that step of, of soothing the dizziness. So you guys have got a step ahead. However, a lot of tinnitus people have a lot of trouble connecting in with their desires, in with their body, and they find the physical exercises something that they avoid. Don't avoid them. Don't focus on tinnitus, focus on what you want to feel. So go through module one and three, focus on what you want to feel. Definitely. If you've completed Rocksteady, go through the seven-day program. If you haven't already, the seven-day program will help you get more out of Rocksteady. Um, Thank you. Merci beaucoup, Joey. I had so many aha moments listening to this call, says Melanie. Got to go to bed now. Look forward to the live calls in Rocksteady. Jeff, the body scan focuses on how to deal with what is in the body. How do you deal with what is in the mind? Jeff, you deal with what's in the mind by going into the body. How to stop the negative thoughts that the mind produces, get into your body. Literally, when you're in your body, you can't be in your negative thoughts. It's one or the other. So by being in the body, you're not actually focused on the thoughts. You can't stop your thoughts. You can, only, um, you can only change where you focus. In other words, which thoughts you focus on or don't focus on. Don't try and stop your thoughts. It's a waste of time. Let the thoughts flow. Get back into your body because your body doesn't lie and your body doesn't speak in English. So it's, it's much more pleasant. Stephen, is ear pain a completely reliable way to know if you're hurting yourself in a noisy environment? No, because pain is perceptual and pain can be based on a false belief that you're hurting yourself. Chances are noise is not ever damaging you. Um, Is it possible that you're hurting yourself even if your ears do not feel stressed? Unlikely. Noise is safe. I mean, if you're firing a gun or at a rock concert, use hearing protection. But in daily life, noise is safe. I would say it's all a false alarm. Two. Why are some people able to withstand huge volume night after night <clears throat> without a problem? Um, and the reality is that different people are different, but it's all based on your belief system. You need to believe that sounds are safe. And, and people who believe sounds are safe can tolerate large volume. People who are afraid of sound, they get a false alarm, anxiety, fear response that creates pain and difficulty and awkwardness in loud sounds. So go back into your beliefs. Module 2 helps you do that. Julie, my question is, are there any scientific articles recommending micro-dosing, blah, blah, blah? What are your recommendations? I don't recommend medic- medications at all. For all your questions relating to medications, talk to your doctors. All I can say is as you go through the Rocksteady program, try and take as a lower dose as possible and try and ease off medications when you're ready. And that can be over a process of one or two years. So you don't need to get off medications straight away, but make that probably one of your goals that you do with your doctors. Linda, we're getting to the end of our questions, but still a few more. Questions regarding tinnitus. What change does tinnitus cause in the brain? It's an error loop where the brain is deciding the noise is important, relevant, and life-threatening. So it makes it loud. In the same way as if you were to see a tiger in your environment, you would make sure you do not take your mind off that tiger. You want to know exactly where it is and what it's doing so you can remain safe. Your brain is treating the tinnitus as though it's a life-threatening tiger. It's complete misunderstanding. It's a misperception. It's a false alarm. Healing tinnitus is about teaching the brain that it's not life-threatening. It's actually boring. It's irrelevant. It's not important. And we allow the brain to filter it out in the same way as we would filter out the sound of our washing machine. I heard you mention once that there are some deep meditators that are able to reach in and turn off the switch. Could you explain a little bit more about this? Yeah, it's really about... um, At a very deep physical level, acknowledging that you're safe, being in the body while you communicate with the fears and having strategies to reset those deeper beliefs, to switch off the false alarm. Is there a connection between tinnitus and sleep apnea? There's no doubt about it. Poor sleep does feed tinnitus and sleep apnea does result in poor sleep. Why does my tinnitus sometimes seem worse in the morning when I wake up? I would say that's because your body's in repair mode while it's sleeping and like repairing a road Roadworks are noisy, so when we sleep, we tend to have louder tinnitus. That's normal, healthy, and you don't need to get rid of it. Had tinnitus for seven years. Most of the time, I relied on sound generators. I've not been using them. I want to retrain my brain. Sometimes I can feel slight shaking in my brain. That's fine, don't worry about it. If I'm really tired, my hands will shake a bit as well. This will be your nervous system, and think about the pinball pin, pin machine. A lot of neurons are firing. Your brain is not actually shaking, but there is movement in your brain millions and millions and millions of movements in your brain if you can notice them that's kind of a gift that means you're highly sensitive but it won't hurt you and you don't need to get rid of it um, when we're tired our nervous system does behave a little bit more shaky and that would be a sign that you need more rest yes you can practice yoga you can practice body scans um, but you need to figure out what does your body need why are you tired how can you prevent fatigue how can you fill up your batteries? As a yoga teacher that demonstrates a lot, I do a lot of yoga, but I don't have the opportunity to go deeply into Shavasana. You need Shavasana. Give yourself 15 minutes of deep Shavasana every single day, not when you're teaching but in your own personal life. Right after class, I lead my students into 20 minutes of rest. This is very relaxing for me as well, but I am leading it. My brain is still working and not actually at rest. I've taught this way a long time. Do you think teaching this way might interfere with retraining my brain? Do you have any suggestions? Teaching your students is not doing neuroplasticity. You need to have a daily cultivated practice just for you. So you need to find how to prevent fatigue. You need to find out how to fill up your batteries. Maybe you're teaching too much. Maybe you need a break from teaching. But don't confuse daily activities with your neuroplasticity practice. Neuroplasticity is 100% focused on you, designed by you, for you. It's not for your students. Michael? I've been mysteriously dizzy for two years. When I do the dix Hall test and roll test, I don't get dizzy, but I have slight nystagmus on the right side only, which a few medical professionals have seen with goggles. When I do the dix Hall test and roll at home, family members, family members see my eyes twitching, even without the goggles. All medical professionals have dismissed the slight eye fluttering as not clinically significant or something like migraine, except a functional neurologist chiropractor who I just saw last week. He thought it was BBBV, a diagnosis that has been eliminated by all traditional medicals who examined me. Incidentally, this was about the time I started Module 1. I'm disturbed by the BPPV diagnosis being back on the table, principally because I haven't had success with airplay manoeuvres over the years. So what I would say, Michael, is go through the BPPV video kit and overcome your fear of it. It's so easy to treat. If you have BPPV, you're lucky because it's so easy to actually cure and get rid of. please don't work for everybody, so go through the video kit and actually do each of the treatments one at a time, you might want to um, only treat them if you get that eye fluttering. But the, thing, the reality is, is you can get some eye fluttering from things like migraines, which means you don't have BBBV at all. So if you have BBBV, no problem, just treat it. If you don't have BBBV, then keep going with the rock steady process because um, a lot of it's about learning to trust your body and overcoming the fear. I'm wondering what might be causing the nystagmus. Usually it's error messages through the midbrain and the filters. Whether I should continue trying the Epley maneuver, no, I wouldn't be doing the same thing over and over again, especially if you've noticed in the past it hasn't worked. But I would go through the BPPV kit and potentially try some of the roll tests, the barbecue rolls, because it sounds like you haven't done that before. And only do it for that one ear, the ear that triggers the nystagmus. Patricia, one question. It's a matter of making tinnitus and vertigo disappear Uh, Is neuroplasticity a matter of making vertigo and tinnitus disappear or more learning to deal with it? Neither. Neuroplasticity is about activating joy, self-love, self-compassion and allowing your symptoms to literally dissolve into the background where they are no longer front and centre. We want to build our neural networks and neural sensations of joy, confidence, peace, adventure, courage, etc. By focusing on what we want to feel, the things we don't want to feel melt into the background because we're no longer teaching the brain to fire them. Easy. What are the foundations of Rocksteady? What principles is it based on? It's based on neuroplasticity. It's based on vestibular rehabilitation. It's based on concepts of mindfulness. It's based on, well, I would say in a nutshell, it's based on neuroplasticity and integrated neuroplasticity, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. How does it work? It works with a daily practice. Are there weekly sessions? You choose if you want to receive new modules weekly or bi-weekly, which is once each two weeks. I recommend bi-weekly. There are plenty of case studies and examples um, on my website that you can access. Each module has one 40-minute audio lesson for you to listen to, as well as videos, PDFs and information for you to explore. You do it in your own pace and you choose what you want to do and what you feel ready for. And that's part of the process—is learning to become empowered and make your own decisions. All right, we're on to the last page of questions, Mari. I've been going through seeking balance and slowed the process down at week four. I went back and started again with module one, thinking I was missing something crucial. Tinnitus noise has not shifted; it's just there. However, I found myself shifting around it so that when I'm busy and involved, the world it's muted. When I'm quiet or in quiet, it's still just overwhelming. I know you've said that some people go through the program multiple times. What's your advice? I would say focus on your joy. Focus on what you want to feel. Do not check whether the tinnitus is there or not. If you look for it, you'll always find it. It's allowed to be there. Don't, don't make that central to your healing. Healing is about feeling the way you want to feel more often and you've got to cultivate those feelings. Don't wait for yourself to feel good randomly. Actually go out and create those feel-good opportunities and learn how to do that for yourself. And, you know, maybe ask your tinnitus, why are you still here? What are you trying to tell me? Because once the message has gotten through, your brain will filter out the tinnitus and you won't hear it anymore. So what's the message? Jean-Pierre, if I do nothing, does your brain and body adapt on its own? Maybe. Depends. Everybody's different. But generally speaking, doing nothing will mean you're dead. Number two, I don't have ear damage apparently, but I have hyperacusis. Is it a completely different strategy for that symptom? No. Healing is the same. You still need to go into the neuroplasticity process love and accept yourself as you are and cultivate the way you want to feel and deactivate all of the false alarms robert last question on the um email i've improved to the point where i now work two days a week well done i'm in a restaurant turning 360 quite often unfortunately 360 turns is my one weakness and it seems to irritate my problem just turning my head back and forth from left to right is now fine but it wasn't always I get dizzy quickly with a 360-type turn. I have an opportunity to get other jobs that don't require this. Should I push my way through, never push through? What's your other... Or hoping my brain adapts. Or should I stay away from that job that requires a type of movement and advance it later? Go back to Module 3 and look at how you can stabilise within the 360 turns. Every single human being on this planet feels dizzy initially after a 360. It's not about never feeling dizzy when you whiz up the brain because it's normal to feel dizzy when you shake your brain up. It's about, can you return back to center quickly? Most people take about seven seconds to return to steadiness after a 360 spin or a series of 360 spins. So I would check in that maybe your expectations are unrealistic. Once you no longer care about how you feel with a 360 turn, you literally won't even notice it. That's why other people without dizziness just spin and turn and they don't say anything because they're just, they're not focused on what they feel. All right. There's, a bunch of things on the call. Thanks for the wonderful call. Um, I think I've just answered your call there, Robert. Um, hoping to join the full program in the next 48 hours. My question, have I improved? I have improved to the point that I work two days. It's a restaurant. Yep, I just answered that question. P.S. I love seeing you on video when I hear your soothing voice. <laughs> um, great. How do you start to find joy when it has been many years since you experienced it due to any symptoms? Jeff, you you can find joy and it's up to you to figure out how. First of all, you've got to believe it's possible and you've got to figure out what brings you joy, right? No one else can tell you how to feel joy. That's your special domain of expertise. If you don't believe you can find joy, you literally won't find it. Jean Pierre, I don't want to be dead. No, you don't. Exactly. Thanks, you're the best. Thank you, Julie says. This was amazing. I'm going to sign off now. My voice, I think, needs a massive rest. It's been two hours. Thank you for everyone for participating. Don't forget Rocksteady. It will be $1,600 Australian for the next 48 hours. If you want to join the live Rocksteady calls, they are very supportive. They're not as rushed as this. Um, We all support each other. We encourage each other. And most importantly, we celebrate our successes. Because healing is all about feeling joy and pleasure more often. It's not about getting rid of your symptoms. Because when you're in joy and pleasure, there are no symptoms. Okay, so by default, you get rid of your symptoms by activating joy. When you do what you love and you're in that place of true pleasure and fun, symptoms disappear. The only time you see symptoms is when you look for them, or when we're anxious, or when we're stressed, or when we're lonely, or when we're lost. So actually going back into our truth and our alignment, physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually feeling at ease and connected to our body, that's when all of our worries dissolve and disappear. And I want you to all arrive at a point where you can feel anything, any time of day and feel resilient, resourceful and connected, that it doesn't ruffle you, it doesn't bother you. So this is what we're all aiming for. It's a process to get there. And let's face it, we all have days when we're more connected and other days where everything is super difficult. So, look, I'm going to send you an email with encouraging you to look into the Rocksteady program if you feel that you need that physical, mental, emotional, spiritual support. For those of you with tinnitus, it's about connecting back into your body and back into your joy. It's not about focusing on tinnitus. For those of you with dizziness, you've got to get through the dizziness, find your steadiness, and then you can join the guys with tinnitus on cultivating your desired feelings, okay? So there's different processes for everybody. I am going to end the call there. Someone said, great insights, so much hope. I've been ignoring myself for way too long. So glad I signed up, getting ready to explore module two. Fantastic, Linda. In the middle of a bad migraine, can it affect vestibular tests? Yes, but don't worry about the tests. Honestly, just move into healing once you've got medical clearance. You're just going to be delaying your recovery process if you get caught up in that goose chase. Marie says, a heartfelt thank you. Thank you, everybody. So much love. I will... Post this recording. Kisses from New York City. Thanks, Robert. And it's a bye for now. And believe in yourself, back yourself. You are the answer to your own questions and you are the person you've been looking for. Stop asking your doctors. Stop asking the tests. Stop seeking a diagnosis. Get medical clearance and then move forwards. Honestly, that is going to save you so much money and so much time. You are the person you are looking for. Believe in yourself, back yourself, and go through the hard yards of asking those hard questions and figuring out what is life all about? Where is your meaning? Where is your purpose? How can you be the best version of you and celebrate miracles in every moment instead of always finding problems in every moment? And let's face it, that's what most of us are doing when we're in rock bottom. So let's shift the mindset, get into neuroplasticity, allow the seven day program or the rock steady program to support you it's there for you when you're ready you do not need to sign up in the next two days but there's a $600 saving if you choose to do so I'm Joey Remini and it's a bye for now thanks everybody